0: Welcome to the WAGs of SCI podcast, where we discuss life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury, hosted by Alina Pauly
1: and Brooke Paget. Our partner's spinal cord injuries are what brought us together, and our common bond as caregivers to quadriplegics helped us to create the advocacy group WAGs of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends of
0: Spinal Cord Injury. We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle, and our mission is to spread awareness and positivity from our unique perspectives.
1: So join us each week as we tackle deeper discussions around being a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wags of SCI podcast. Here we go. The episode you're about to enjoy is brought to you by Anchor Medical Supplies. This company is very special to us, as it is owned and operated by a quadriplegic. His name is Paul and his wag of SCI, Jessica. They have been married for 22 years and they strive to provide the best service in the industry for catheters and ostomy products. Anchor Medical Supplies
0: is based in Georgia, but work with nationwide Medicare, Medicaid, and many private insurance companies, including Blue Cross and TRICARE. They work with your
1: doctor's office to get prescriptions organized and they bill insurance directly. They ship discreetly to your door
0: without any hassles. They are passionate about advocating for those with disabilities. And most of their staff are individuals that have been affected by paralysis themselves.
1: Their personalized services include monthly check-ins, expert advice, and customized products. This makes them a company we can really rely on and trust. They know the SCI life,
0: and they understand how important peer support can be. If you aren't sure you want to change providers, subscribe to their monthly newsletter. Jessica curates the latest SEI news, new products, and advice so you can stay informed and connected. Just go to their website, AnchorMedSupplies.com, and fill out the easy form.
1: Give Jessica and Paul a call today at 1-833-667-8669, or you can visit their website at AnchorMedSupplies.com and tell them the Wags of SEI sent you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Wags of SCI podcast. It is Brooke and... Elena. And we are here remotely again from our separate houses as we are in isolation. Um, And is this, what, week six, Elena?
0: Yeah, I think it is already week six for many of us. And I think for you guys, actually, it is uh, week seven, isn't it? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've lost track of time. (laughs) I was just gonna say it is becoming one big long day and month. (laughs) I thought yesterday was Wednesday. So I'm not exactly a reliable <laughs> source. <laughs> yeah. All, all we know that it is now appropriate to have a wine on a Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, whichever day you would like.
1: <laughs> you know, I think in general though, um, I think people are starting to get a little bit more used to the situation and there's not so much panic surrounding everything anymore. I don't know, how do you feel?
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. They're I kinda- think I I think at first uh, everybody was trying to buy up all the toilet paper rolls (laughs) and then people realize that now they have nothing to wipe their ass with. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's so funny. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but well, you guys are
1: back at home, right? You guys are back at your place, which Mm -hmm. is a few blocks away from us.
0: Yeah, it's it's really weird being at home because we haven't been able to see each other. Brooke and I haven't <laughs> haven't seen each other in a few weeks, and uh, I think we've had like maybe two Zoom calls, two three Zoom calls or FaceTime calls.
1: I, so always, it feels- I always feel like I'm talking to you though because we text all day long. So. And that's kind yeah. of weird, I know. But I always feel like, oh, yeah, I talked to her today. And Evan's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Just
0: text. Oops. <laughs> Texting about very important things like what what to have, what to drink for dinner, what to have for dinner. How to uh, wear the peach
1: elastic uh, peach bands, the workout bands around our thighs. <laughs> yeah.
0: And which grocery store isn't sold out of eggs, right? Yes. Because that, I mean... Honestly, we got back from Chilliwack where we had been isolating for the last few weeks. And so yesterday we had like no groceries at our place here in Kits. And I went to the grocery store thinking I would just get all of like our supplies that we need. And it was so bizarre to see the whole aisle completely empty of eggs. And I was I was confused. I was like, "Did you guys like not get your delivery today?" She was like, "No, we're just like out. Like yeah. we just don't have this right now." So yeah, I think crazy. that was a weird feeling. Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been going to this little grocery store by our house. Elena knows it's called Greens, and they're pretty good. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting to me because the produce sections are always completely full. And then, you know, the aisle sections that have, like, ready-made things, like pastas and noodles and all that kind of stuff, they're always out. So it's just interesting Mm -hmm. to me. And it kind of, like I was saying to you yesterday, Alina, like, it kind of keeps you on your toes as far as, like, recipes, because it's like, you don't want to go out more than once a week. Like, that's kind of what they're saying for for people that don't have compromised immune systems even. So the general population, you're not supposed to go out more than once a week is kind of the guideline. Yeah. Um, so it's like you have to think, you know, a week in advance and then you're like, oh, I forgot something, but I don't want to go out again and expose myself again. So we're going to have to make do with what we have. And it's been kind of interesting because, you know, you kind of when you're working with what you have, you're making all these different recipes and it's not that bad. It Like, I don't mind no. it at all.
0: No, totally. That's such a good point. Yesterday, we had, like, I picked up some ground beef, I think, at the store, and some, like, avocados. I was so excited to have avocados. We haven't had those in a few weeks. And then I was like, you know, why don't we just, like, throw together some burgers? Let's make some burgers on our little barbecue um, that we have on our tiny little condo patio. And instead of, like, the buns, I had pita, like, the pita. Um, shells or whatever. So I literally just like cut those into like fours and made like burger buns out of it. And just getting creative instead of using like mayo and mustard and ketchup or whatever. I don't even think we have mayo in the house right now. Um, I just like whipped up a an avocado and mm. and made like yeah. almost like a guac out of it. So it's cool because it's also forcing you, yes, to use the ingredients that you have in your home, but also to be a bit adventurous Mm -hmm. with what you can make. And a lot of, like, you're totally right. A lot of the time um, you'll go to a store and you'll see that there's a lot of vegetables out right now. Um, I honestly can see us moving towards more of like a vegetarian lifestyle. I think that, you know, this time... um, with with COVID and everything going on, I think that it's really pushed back a lot of the meat industry and dairy industry, which I think is also like this is the best time because now we have time, right? We have mm-hmm. lots of time on our hands to start exploring others, other um, recipes and like... I used to be a vegan, and then I was a vegetarian, and now I eat everything under the sun. But I, I was kind of like reminiscing about that. I was like, you know, I used to like really like whipping up some really cool and really easy vegetarian uh, dishes with like lots of nuts and peas and, um, you know, chickpeas and that kind of stuff. So well, it's so
1: it's so much cheaper too. I don't know, like it is. It's so yeah. much cheaper to eat like a vegetarian diet, and like to be honest, I was saying this to my husband Evan the other day. I was like, I could be vegetarian, like if I had to choose a diet, I definitely could because you're allowed cheese and eggs, which are like my favorite things. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's way cheaper, and it's like it's so interesting because last night I was like, we ha- we get uh, grocery delivery. We've been getting grocery delivery for the past oh, month and a bit, and it's like this local company. Um, that it delivers organics to your door and it's not it's not that much more expensive because they get it directly from the farmers Um, right so they like they take out the middleman which I love supporting because it's a local business Anyway, so we so we've been getting delivery and it's so funny because the day of they send you a list of what you didn't get and it's usually like the box stuff and this time it was the eggs and so basically we were clearing out our fridge last night to get ready for today's delivery and I had this like half of a um cauliflower that was like a little bit brown going a little bit bad I'm like oh what could I do with this like you know Mm -hmm. what I'm gonna like roast the heck out of it and like put it with some jalapenos roasted veggies and just blend it up with some leftover broth that I have oh yeah creamy cauliflower soup and my husband was eating it he's like you would never be able to tell that this doesn't have um any meat in it or any sort of like cream it it's just veggies and I'm like oh this is like so I don't know like I said to you before this is like kind of an exciting time because yeah it's scary Mm -hmm. but it's scary in general and the world is changing and it's really shocking um but it's also cool in other ways right like we've said before so
0: totally and I yeah no for sure and I think that honestly you know I think you and I we kind of had the idea of hopping on today and kind of talking about like how this epidemic has affected our personal lives and our yeah. partners, but I also want to briefly talk about like mental health. Mm-hmm. We we see this is such a huge topic coming up right now. There are many individuals in our um, population and in our communities who do rely on you know social, I guess, meeting up with their friends. You know, mm-hmm. the social contact, the touch, the hug. I know they even say, like, elderly people, they rely on, like, the physical touch, too, to keep them going. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yes, we're social distancing, and yes, we have Zoom, but I kind of feel like this would be a really good topic to explore later on. I know that a lot of us are very quick to judge when we see people going out to, like, non-essential businesses, like, you know, but, Mm -hmm. like, we don't, we don't really know what their story is. It's, like, You know, what if that person really just needs to occupy their mind by doing like a home project? Maybe Mm -hmm. they're suffering with like suicidal thoughts or depression or anxiety, and they just need to keep themselves like busy because now we don't have those avenues anymore. So I think that you know, I think that instead of being so quick to judge everybody, and I know I do this myself sometimes when I see somebody out or I feel like they're too close to us. Like this morning we went for a walk, I have to sort of like check myself and, and, you know, realize that I'm operating from a very small perspective, very small lens. I don't know their story. I don't know what that's like for that person or what they're doing. So I feel like this is also a really good time to kind of, yes, we can step back and see what's going on around this, but also not be too hard on ourselves and other people. Mm.
1: Yeah, true. And that's so funny that you brought that up. Because last night, we have this pest control guy that comes in once a month. Um, He comes through the patios on the buildings, and he checks all of the um, rodent, because we have those like, sustainable rodent catcher things. Yeah, he comes in and checks them once a month, and then empties them or whatever. Um, or takes them away. And so he was here for the first time since the isolation period began. And he wasn't wearing gloves. He wasn't wearing a mask. And my husband and I were outside and our dog was outside. And he went up to our dog and he started, like, he just, he looked at him like, oh, I, I need to pet this dog and just started petting him, like, aggressively and just being like, oh, you're so cute. Hello. Mm-hmm. And I kind of sat there because I was like, oh, I don't want to be, a bitch and say like could you please not pet our dog but I didn't really know what to say and I was like I'm like I'm so sorry I'm like I don't mean to be rude or or annoying but could you please not pet our dog and I was like I'm sorry you know like I'm sorry and he looked at me like very hurt and I was just like "Ah, I'm sorry he's like okay it's okay I'll leave I'll leave and you know we know this guy he comes once a month he's come once a month since we moved in and I just felt so bad because he's always been so nice but it's just like I don't know. Like, what do you do? Like, so I called, I contacted the Strata and I was like, hey, could you please like let the pest control guy know that I'm really sorry for coming across as as kind of a bitch but I'm like we're we're isolating pretty hardcore right now because of my husband and because of you know my eye of asthma and Mm -hmm. you know when you touch other people's pets without asking it's kind of like oh
0: what do you do what do you say right I don't know well (laughs) yeah and I think that especially like having pets Pets naturally make us do like those really annoying baby voices and like just mm-hmm. walk towards them, even though they're not our pets. People just want to touch animals, right? Because everybody's like, oh, they're so cute. They provide so much comfort, so much love, especially during a time like that where people are not um, having that physical human touch. And which brings me to another point. Actually, that's a good point that you're saying. I think that the SPCA even right now has lowered their adoption um adoption rates so people can have a companion but also there's a lot of animal um, shelters and things that are allowing people to foster animals during this time so you can even have like an animal while you're like in covid or whatever isolating and the animal gets a home so I think that's kind of a cool system too yeah, right that's really
1: that's really amazing yeah so Um, The end of the story was uh, the Strata guy contacted me and he said he just spoke to him and he's like, I just spoke to the pest control guy and he apologizes and he said he's so sorry. He just, your dog is so lovable and he just wanted that comfort. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel so Uh bad because it's like you never know what that person's going through. Like going back to what you were saying before about people on the street it's like you never know what that kind of day that person might have might have had and how they feel and. I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird situation right now. I don't even really have like a, an answer right now as to like, yeah. how you handle that. I think as we go on and isolation yeah. becomes more of the norm and people get more used to it, I think people will start acting differently and not getting offended or, uh, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. It's it's weird. It's weird right now. It is
0: really, it, it is really weird. And I feel like even like, like I said, like this morning, we went out for a while like, I even hopped on my Instagram after and like almost like asked, like took a poll, like, are you guys going for a walk? Is it like what, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause yeah. on the news you're hearing nobody go to the beaches, stay yeah. away, social distance, wash your hands, only go out. If it's like really necessary. And then on the other hand, it's like, I see families like social distancing at beaches though, with their kids or, you know, people mm. are going out for jogs and things like that. So from, Even for us, we just got home and it's like, I see a lot of people out. Yes, there's social distancing. I don't know exactly what, you know, like the social norm of that, except for like, I wouldn't be able to go to a beach because I also don't want to feed into like, the consensus of everybody. Hey, you see somebody out on on the beach and like, let's say on your stories, your Instagram. And then the next thing you know, you see all of your neighbors who saw your stories on like, Instagram or social media or whatever. And they're all out of the beaches. And then that's what's causing the issue, right? It's like, mm-hmm. if one person does it, then somebody else is going to view that as being okay. And then they're going to do it in the next person, the next person. So it's kind of like a domino effect that way.
1: Well, I think it's also up to each individual to like exercise, like being reasonable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're going to go out, and you want to go and sit outside, don't go to a beach that already has a few people sitting around there, go somewhere else Uh or, or try to just keep to yourself as hard as it may be. Just like look and assess the situation and say, okay, well, am I contributing to like the overcrowding? Am I properly social distancing? Um, am I listening to like the recommendations? And then just kind of decide for yourself. Like, I feel like people need to be like more in tune with that. And just to help people like, like, like Dan and Evan that, Uh you know, we don't, they don't have the choice to go out and, and do stuff. Like, Evan hasn't been out in, like, he hasn't been out around the block for, I don't even know, weeks? And having a bit of a patio
0: helps, though, too, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's not much he can do on it as far as rolling around. Like, we set up this, like, little ramp that he, like, goes up and down <laughs> to try and, like, get some momentum strength. going and strength building. Um, but, like, we, we were going out for walks for a while there. And just short walks and it was just too much like it was both of us were kind of on edge like Mm -hmm. people were starting to walk like our our thing that we used to do was walk down the middle of the road because there's so much less traffic Mm -hmm. um and people started doing that themselves so it was like we couldn't really escape people walking by us and running into the dog and it was just kind of like too much but I guess that that's what happens when you live in a city right you kind of have to yeah Yeah, design your life around that so I don't know we're doing the best that we can Let's put this episode on a momentary pause because we want to introduce all of you to another one of our amazing sponsors, Wishart
0: Brain and Spine Law. Led by our personal mentor and lawyer, Robin Wishart, Wishart Brain and Spine Law is a uniquely specialized law firm located in Vancouver, BC. They focus their practice on complex spinal cord injury and traumatic brain injury cases and work with clients all over North America as advocates and a much needed resource in the spinal cord injury community.
1: Robin and her team look at their clients differently than most firms. You're not just a
0: case, you're a person with a family, a life and a purpose. Robin and her team are always looking for ways that they can help rebuild the best life possible for their clients by finding them the support they need for their recovery. This includes assisting with insurance and benefits paperwork finding resources for home adaptations, setting up medical appointments with doctors and specialists, and of course, making sure that their clients are doing A-OK physically and mentally. Wishart Brain and Spine Law is proud to support WEGS of SCI.
1: Robin is committing to helping clients and their family any way she can,
0: because she wants you to live a life and not a claim. Your first consultation is always free. So contact them at BrainAndSpineLog.com and make sure you mention that the Wags of SEI set you.
1: Let's mm. let's kind of get into like our relationships. So I know for like you and Dan, this is kind of the mm-hmm. first time that you guys have gone a long period without home care coming in in the morning. Yeah. And so like, how has that been for you guys? Like,
0: well, um, I think that we at the very beginning of the injury so of of dance injury which is four and a half years ago now I heavily real not heavily relied but I like really looked forward to having home care coming in for that hour and a half in the morning now home care comes into our home because we rent um, a condo that does not have a wheel and shower so the home care uh women that come in in the mornings we really appreciate we deeply like love and they come in and are able to Hoyer not Hoyer I guess it's called like the Voyager the the ceiling lift mm-hmm. hook him up put him into his commode um put him with his shower buddy over uh, the tub into the shower and then from the shower to the bed and get him dressed so That has been really great. We love it. But with COVID coming out or that came out, um, we're not like feeding into like the moral panic of it. it, More so the fact that these care workers are going from home to home to home and they're very busy. Like, I don't know if you if you remember when you guys had home care, they have like a 10 minute window to go from one Um, patient one client to the next and sometimes they're like really spread apart um, geographically so they're very rushed they're really busy so for us we decided that I would just do the home care and that way kind of you know we knew that nobody was coming into our home Uh, that being said we were also isolated out in like the country at Dan's parents house so we we just do it by ourselves if we go traveling anyways. And so we did a sliding board transfer from the bed to the chair, from the chair to the commode <laughs> over the toilet that like the travel bench or whatever from the travel bench back into the chair from the chair into the tub from the tub back into the chair from the chair into the bed to get dressed so I did a lot of sliding board transfers I feel like I got quite a bit stronger yeah so I don't know no kidding
1: that's a lot of transfers that's a lot <laughs> that's a of a transfers lot, over a, of, a month
0: <laughs> sliding board transfers right it's just so funny anybody who's like listening who knows what a sliding board transfer is yeah um Yeah, I mean, they, you know, it's a lot of like physical strength, but you have to work as a team to do it. So if one person's like pulling one way, and you're trying to slide their butt over while they're pulling the opposite direction, it can like be very dangerous. So I don't know if I would necessarily recommend it for everybody, um, especially if your partner is quite a bit bigger than you are. It can be tough, but it can also be super helpful because that saves you from having to bring a Hoyer lift if you do it properly, if you have the proper training.
1: Yeah. And you know what, I I think that that's also good to know, like, from my perspective, um, you guys are, you're actually doing your part um, to help the healthcare system in general. um, Because, you know, there are a lot of guys out there that require care, and they don't have a partner, or they don't have someone they trust looking after them, you know, as a partner, as a romantic partner that can do that. And so you're kind of, saying in a way okay here's a little break don't come to my house I can do it myself it's not a problem um go help somebody else that needs it more than we do and you're kind of putting that relief on the system by doing your own little part right
0: I mean yes I like I feel like yeah that's a really good perspective and thank you I guess for saying that um yeah i I can imagine how how flooded the hospital systems are right now that how flooded home care is right now too especially with new injuries coming out like weekly daily you know the thing about spinal cord injuries it's not just going to magically stop i mean maybe it will decline now because we're all forced to stay home um so maybe. Well and also risk.
1: Yeah, and also think about all the older people that need more home care right now that can't rely on their relatives as much, you know. Right. I bet you that agency is is having a lot more of older people care that's going on right now, which is, you know, it's amazing to know that you're doing your part. I don't know, that's how I see it anyways. Like you are doing your yeah. part and it's important and it should be recognized, right?
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of women actually like from WAGs, like you know, I think a lot of women have taken on that role when we talk to women on the private group, on our private Facebook, uh, WEGS of SEI private discussion group on Facebook, that a lot of women have said that they have taken on this role. And for many of them, this is a brand new mm-hmm. role of doing all of the care. But again, I want to go back to that that piece about time. We have a lot more time right now. Um You know, I feel like, yes, I still get a little bit like frustrated and maybe I'm not the most patient person or the most calm person when my partner is asking for something or needs this or wants me to do things his way. But at the same time, I keep on having to like really take a moment and be like, you'll find me talking to myself a lot. I'm like, it's okay, Elena. you have time. <laughs> it's okay, Elena. this is not a big deal. And like, I just like walk around the house talking. I'm like, <laughs> Jen's like, what's going on? I'm just calming myself down and just needed to tell myself like, calm down. <laughs> you have the time. And I think this is a really cool, you know, you and I, We're talking about this yesterday when it's like, we read an article. It was like that called this, this time that we're all going through the great pause. And I really love that because it truly does feel like the great pause. Um, We're not spending, you know, yes, many of us have lost our jobs and a lot of our income. And it's been really devastating. But even for you and I, like, you know, we talk about it's, um, how even our contracts have Mm. kind of minimized and yes, we've even lost income, but also we're not spending money on things that we might've done before. Like I haven't had my hair done. I haven't had my nails done. Um, we're eating at home, you know, we're not going out to movies or doing other activities so much. We're doing more like the free stuff, like go for a little walk or, make food at home and you know the sun comes out at three so we we call it like our patio hour where we just want to catch that golden hour Mm -hmm. and also just just realizing that everything you have right now is really enough it's more than enough it's more than a lot of people have in the world
1: it's so true and I think also during this time what I've really seen is it shines a light on Things that you have kind of put to the side that you need to kind of deal with um, mm-hmm. because you have space and you have time now to deal with things that you've wanted to do, whether it's something superficial like cleaning your closet or something that you're noticing in your relationship that keeps popping up that you're like, OK, let's deal with this because we're quarantined together. We have no choice.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's like, a good good point <laughs> you know it's
1: like pushing people and it's like you can choose to let it push you apart or you can choose to like okay wait a second this negative thing or this personality conflict or this this thing that keeps happening between us what is it trying to show us about ourselves and how can we like work through this as a team because at the end of the day we're teams and who we're quarantined with right now is our chosen person so it's yeah. like it's shining a light on those things that are important that everyone needs to look at. And I feel like that's kind of my biggest lesson is I've I've really noticed, I I would say for the past two years, I've been really consciously making an effort to de-stress my life. Meaning I'm playing catch up for the six years of high stress that I didn't realize was high stress until I'm in a place now where I can actually reflect. So I would say probably two years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm not liking this. I am feeling like I need to decompress from my partner's injury, from the craziness of the first four years. And now I need to focus on taking those things out of my life that aren't necessarily stressful for a lot of people, but they are for me because I'm playing catch up because I was under Mm -hmm. so much stress that I, I overflowed myself, you know? And I, I, since I've been focusing on that the past couple of years, I've gotten to a place where I'm like, you know, I feel pretty good with the way my life is, but then then this happened and I realized, holy shit, there's a lot of other things that I was just going through the motions with that I didn't realize was contributing to so much stress in my life. Like, you know how it is, the appointments, Uh the ferrying around to physio, um, you know, going through that linear day of like, what do we have scheduled today? Um, And just that extra bit of pressure that it puts on me that right. is that I'm looking at now and I'm realizing okay this needs to be looked at because is this exactly how I want to be living going forward and I found some really surprising answers in in my own mind after examining them because you know it's been kind of like a break for me right now and I'm just like do I want do I want to go back to having such a scheduled existence I don't know if I do
0: yeah, I think a lot of people are probably feeling that too, right? Like, I mean, there is no reason why we can't do the work that we're all, most of us are doing through online, like through Zoom, through whatever. Um, that being said, I know that hackers also have a lot more time on their hands. So, for instance, my email account has been has been compromised. The funny thing about that is, I think I compromised it myself by logging in on a different computer. So. Anyways, that's another podcast, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, there's so many things that I see friends doing their yoga classes online. I see people talking online, you know, having uh, conference calls, having meetings, having patio cocktails together virtually. Like there's just so much you can do. You can do your physio stuff online. Now, the only thing with that is you have to have a, the equipment and then the trainer being available. But I think that's kind of cool. You know, you can, I know that this week Dan had ordered like the hand cycle that can be used as the foot cycle as well. It's Mm -hmm. like an, I forget what it's, what the machine is actually called. I think it's like 148 bucks or something like that. And you have boots that strap you in and you can sit there and it'll like pedal your feet. Oh, it's passive. It's passive. So it does it for you. Yeah. Oh, I saw that on the private group. It's like a,
1: it's like just a little, it's not even that big, is it?
0: No, and you can use it on your table for your hands mm-hmm. and you can be sitting down and doing it for your feet. So he was like, Hey babe, you can even like <laughs> use this yourself. You don't need the gym. I'm like, Really? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean these are all like really cool conversations to have to think like, yeah, you're right. Like I have my like band for working out, I have my yoga mat here, I have some weights. Now we're gonna have this little cycling thing, like you can go for walks, which are free. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I think if anything, all of this is challenging us to be more, uh, on top of our game, you know, to show up for ourselves, to be like, Hey girl, I got to follow through from nine to 10 every single day. I'm going to like roll up my mat. I'm going to do my exercises or whatever. Instead of that time, I would usually just like, Hop in my car and just like drive down to the to the gym. Not even bus or walk to the gym. Like it's just, it's really like letting you reevaluate how how we've been living life, right? It's like even driving to the gym. Like why am I yeah. driving to the gym? My gym's so close. Or like it's like sprinkling a little bit outside. I'm like, no, I don't want to get wet. Like you know what I mean? It's just like that very like privileged lifestyle mm-hmm. that I we all kind of live, and it's so easy to get. So wrapped up into it, and I think that even after all of this is going to be lifted, maybe for a couple months in the summer before we go through the second COVID and in, in the fall, um, I think that it's gonna. I think that advertising companies are gonna try to push us in that direction again, saying, you know, that was nothing you know you might have been on a great pause and you're having you know you're rethinking the way you're living your life and the products you need or you don't need and they're going to try to convince us that we do need these things again and i i think that's going to be the biggest challenge i don't know about you but for us for sure is not sinking back into the old way of living you know we don't a lot of the things that we were doing we're not doing it anymore because we don't we don't need them. We don't need them for survival. We don't need to buy certain things for survival. We don't need to be on a rat race if anything. We're getting all these conditions of anxiety and and depression and and all this stuff that we're taking medications for, you know, instead of like doing the hard work. So I think this is I don't know. Like what do you guys think? What do you think? Well, like I think This is going to
1: sound weird, but I hope that the quarantine is long enough for people to develop new habits and new ways of thinking so that they can be strong enough in what they want and what they know and they develop new ways to dedicate themselves and new forms of like, even like the working out at home thing, like, like you have everything you need at your fingertips. You just need to have the dedication. And I know myself, self discipline yeah, yeah I mean, Elena and I, we, we were talking for a few weeks that we were both like, I worked out once this week and, and we were just kind of like not really motivated. But then I think it gets to a point where you're like, okay, I've been home long enough. I need to start like stretching my own limitations and figuring this out because something is better than nothing and you have to keep yes. moving right? Same as our partners, you have to keep moving, you have to keep doing something to, to stay active and move your joints and, you know, not get, you know, tight and built uh-huh. up and uncomfortable. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, back to the new habits thing, though. Um, I kind of just hope that myself, especially, like I said to you the other day, I was like, I'm considering definitely taking some time off, you know, news sites and I don't know. Online shopping and emails and, you know, everything except the wags Instagram for a while because if that happens, which I know it will, corporations will come in and say you need this, you need that, get back out there, stimulate the economy again. And for those of us who are like uh-huh. I'm happy with the situation I've created for myself here, it's going to be tough. And the reason I say this is because I've experienced this already with the situation in when we were in Italy. Um, and for those of you don't, who don't know Evan and I we went to Italy for three months in twenty eighteen and it was kind of like a forced break. It was kind of like, okay, we need to go and just reset and just take some time out and move to a different country and just really relax and just kind of get to know each other again and it's been a It's been a rough five years since the injury. you know it's kind of the uh-huh. time to just like step back and recover and we went to Italy, and we were kind of living the same life that we are now um I mean yes, we were traveling around. But to be honest, it was more difficult for my husband to move around Italy. So what we did a lot was stay at home, enjoy our little villa that we were sitting at, cook food, drink wine, listen to Italian music, you know, and it was very similar yeah. to what we were doing now. And I remember thinking to myself on the way home, I'm like, I really want our life to stay this simple. And then as soon as we got home, it was like, a couple of weeks went by and we were just back into the hamster wheel.
0: And yeah. it's tough. The mayhem. It's the tough. Madness. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's tough in a society where we base everything on producing and showing up and spending money. And I don't know, again, I don't have an answer. I just, I kind of hope that the quarantine is long enough for us all to get to a place where we've made our own thoughts, how we want them to be
0: yeah yeah exactly right and like yeah totally reevaluating and I mean we love going out for dinner with friends and whatnot like we used to right it's like I'm like we used to soon they're going to start making movies about just COVID and quarantine with <laughs> with no family gatherings, but no <laughs> friends going for any happy hour or anything it's like it's like hey make sure you stay six feet away from me in all movies and recordings anyways uh, but you know it's also like it's kind of cool because I feel like once, you know, you can do that still at home. If you can do that with your partner, with the, your near family, where you you make your own delicious recipes and meals mm-hmm. and try new things if you have access to mm-hmm. these things, right? Access is a huge conversation piece that we've talked about many times. And if you, if you have access to do these things, you know, why not? You mm-hmm. know, I know that for us, we haven't actually had any delivery uh, in terms of like food delivery. I go out. Um, and grocery shop, but we also don't do any DoorDash or anything like that either. Right. And I think that's a huge uh, part of, you know, what's happening to our economy is, is a lot of the restaurants are really suffering because especially Vancouver, we're a very food motivated mm-hmm. uh, area of living, Our of the of Vancouver, all yeah. through kids, all through downtown. We have so many restaurants. It's so hard to pick where you want to go for mm. breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or happy hour. So, of course, we're going to continue to support our local companies. Uh, local, you know, they say shop local, stay local. So, I think we're going to do our best. I think everybody's really trying to do their best. But It's a, yeah, it's an interesting time. I think that it's going to be kind of fun, you know, like Friday night, you just get dressed up and you literally just like sit on your balcony. Like that's your Friday night Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of necessarily like going out and doing these things. But then sometimes I wonder, like once a quarantine is going to be raised, are people just going to like run out there like madness? Yes. And just want to do everything as fast as they can. Yes.
1: And I, you know what though, I think that's going to happen. And I think it's really needed because of the servers and the bartenders and the
0: estheticians
1: that are not making any money right now, you know, I think it's definitely needed, you know, all those people are going to run out and get their hair done, their eyebrows done, all that stuff. And it's like, that's great. It's just for me personally, I feel like this, if I could say anything that this quarantine is that, that has actually surprised me during this quarantine is I feel like I'm much more of an introvert than I thought I was. Not in a mm-hmm. bad way. Just more yep. like I. I thought that I was an extrovert before, and now I look at our situation now and how good I feel and how comfortable I feel, and I'm kind of yeah. like, wow, I didn't realize that I was introverted in these ways. I didn't realize because you know, Evan and I, we always like to go out and you know, go mm-hmm. to different happy hours, try the restaurants in the city, and I'm kind of like, I don't know if I need to do that anymore. We'll see. I guess I don't know,
0: but yeah. Yeah, I think it's personal preference for sure. I know that I've gained like a few pounds and I'm like, whatever, I don't <laughs> care. It's just me, my dogs, and Dan. I mean, I probably should care, poor Dan, but <laughs>
1: No, the best is I, when the best is when you text me, I only have six
0: bottles of wine left. <laughs> that's that's all I have left. It's so six bottles. I was like crying you know? laughing. <laughs> well, because my thing was to try really, really cheap wines throughout this quarantine because we have time. So Dan and I like, you know once yeah. in a while, we'll open a new kind of wine and be like, hmm, do we like this? Do we not? It surprised me to, to realize that the wine that I thought I really liked that I would order at a restaurant is something I really don't like anymore. I really don't like Shirazes. And that's something yeah. that I would for sure ordered at a restaurant before. And now I'm like huh. back to uh, the Cab Sav. So. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's all, like all of this <laughs> is is basically like try your hobbies. Like I know... You and I were going to do a paint night together, virtual mm-hmm. paint night. If anybody's listening to this and you would like to join us for a virtual paint night, yeah, please DM us and we will make it happen. So but yeah, I, I
1: ordered an easel from Amazon and it's going to be arriving uh, May fifth or awesome. earlier. It's, it so, says May fifth or earlier. I don't know how early, but two weeks. And we'll
0: ha- we'll have to get Cassandra Jen- Jensen to come yes. in and uh, teach us some of her art skills because she's a phenomenal artist and we really really love her she's also a wag and an ambassador so mm-hmm. maybe we'll convince her to come on our podcast our virtual podcast or our show and give us some tips
1: yeah and I mean I guess like lastly to tie up the podcast what would you say in one or two words is the one thing you've learned about yourself and Dan that you didn't um, know before
0: honestly, I have a really hard time slowing down. I, you know, this, I like to be really busy. I like to run around from like, I don't know, morning to night. And now this has really forced me to slow down. Like I wake up in the morning, I just look at outside. I'm like, Oh my God, I love these trees. Mm. And like, you know, Oh my God, I love the sun. Oh my God, look how green my grass is in the yard. And You know, my dogs, their behavior has shifted a little bit. So that's been kind of cool to to witness. They're not fighting quite as much. So that's kind of cool. Frank doesn't bug Charles as much. I mean, Mm -hmm. and also, you know, my, it's, I don't know, like, it's kind of cool. Because I actually like Dan and I are like, hey, what do you want to do? Like, we've kind of built like a little bit of a schedule where we wake up, do our care, have our coffee, pack up the dogs and like go for a stroll so that's kind of hopefully we're gonna try to stick to that schedule it's like more of like a Mm -hmm. trip instead of like usually he would you know get ready and run out the door to school and Mm -hmm. I'd get ready and run to the gym and like we would just be go 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 and then we would like sometimes he would be home for like I don't know 10 hours 10 12 hours and I'd be like hey welcome home here's dinner and now it's like we have more time to work together as a team um I think that like you and Evan are really really good at doing that you guys do a lot of stuff together so what about you guys what have you learned
1: I honestly like I would say definitely about myself, the introvert thing and just being more comfortable with that. But then also, you know, like what I was saying earlier, definitely fine tuning what I have to work on personally, that's being shown to me right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And then actually having the space to do that. And I found that I'm when I go to bed at night, I'm not as kind of like stressed about the morning, I'm more like excited to wake up in the morning. And just that like level of calmness and stillness. Totally. That that when I go outside the birds start chirping, you know, at five AM now instead of six thirty like they used to and is that crazy yeah is that crazy yeah we because we have a um for those of you who, who don't know we have like a, a quite a large deck and we have like a big massive cherry tree in the back with some other trees and there's a lot of birds that live up there and they normally chirp at around 6 30 a.m you know when the sun's coming up and now you know because my husband and I wake up we wake up pretty early so now at like 5 5 15 they start chirping and just like really singing to each other and like I usually just like go outside and listen because it's like that stillness that I wasn't able to really find uh-huh. before so that for sure and then with Evan I guess one thing I've learned about him is that he's just he's really willing to try anything as far as like kind of himself slowing down as far as he he's all he's he's he has a um a very much a producer mentality like I need to produce in order to feel valued Uh and I feel like during this time like a lot of men have that where they they, like gauge their contribution to society by the, how they produce. Yeah. And
0: like self-worth and stuff. Exactly. By how much you can do. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And especially like after the wheelchair, it's like, how can I produce without physically producing? And I feel like with him, that's been his big struggle to kind of fine tune that. And now even more, he, you know, he set his life up quite well to be able to do it from home, everything from home, but it's more like fine tuning for us. So I would say like you know, solitude and fine tuning and and being okay with that has has been the real change over the past six weeks. But yeah,
0: that's that's good. And have you guys like, have you guys noticed that you wake up earlier, like naturally your body is just like, ding. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) no <laughs> that's oh
1: okay well what about I you
0: <laughs> you're like no, I wish I wish no because well because you guys also wake up really early to start Evan's care every day
1: I think when the sun, if, sun starts shining earlier I will but as of right now I'm kind of like my alarm goes off and I'm like, oh.
0: <laughs> <You're> like <"No." laughs> 10 more minutes but you,
1: but you were saying that you were waking up earlier though right
0: Yeah, like, I feel like two pieces of toast coming out of a toaster. I'm like, bing, time to get up. Toasted toast. That just shows, though,
1: that you're more rested in general, which is a good thing. Because, you know, different experts out there will tell you that the human body is supposed to wake up early. Like, that's kind of, like, Mm -hmm. what you should be doing anyways. So, like, I feel like you know your body is working a bit better when you want to wake up early. I don't
0: know. Yeah, and they always say, early bird gets the worm. (laughs) So, who knows? (laughs) And you know what? Uh, The one last thing I'll tell you about working as a team together. It's funny because today when we went for a walk, Dan's uh, smart drive died. So, I I have both my dogs. Uh, For those who don't know, I have a little six-pound Pomeranian. His name is Charles and like a 25-pound French bulldog named Frank anyway so Dan's smart drive dies I have two dogs a backpack and then Dan and the wheelchair uh beside us so it dies and we were like on our way back so I had to push him all the way back uh, uphill from just like volunteer park which is like down by the ocean were you wearing your peach band (laughs) no I was not Uh, I was not wearing my step finder or whatever the heck step calculator or anything uh, which has also been really, really great actually, because now I'm like, I don't really care. I will just do the steps. I don't need to count them all the time. I also don't need to turn on my, my phone first thing in the morning. I've been shutting off my phone and I won't look at it until like we're set for the day. Anyway, so back to the story. So Dan's smart drive dies. So then my one dog, he's 11 years old, the little Pomeranian. So he's had enough. He doesn't <laughs> want to walk in anymore. And this happens quite often where I'm looking for a little dog backpack for the poor guy. But anyway, so Dan has Charles on his lap. Frank is very stubborn. He's pulling. So I I hook Frank's leash around Dan's wheelchair, uh, the back handle. So I'm like pushing a wheelchair. Dan's got the dog (laughs) on his lap. And I have another dog. And I have my backpack. And then we decide we need to get a couple groceries. So I'm carrying this (laughs) grocery bag. And I was like, you know what? Like we're actually working really well collectively like the four of us the two dogs and us um and I got a little bit of a burn so I was like this is really great like I'm back to walking pushing the wheelchair with dogs on the wheelchair and the human on the wheelchair (laughs) so it's kind of like (laughs) we we kind of laughed about it and like I wasn't like usually I'd be like oh my god your smart drive is dead what this is not part of our plan. Why didn't we charge it? You know, all this stuff. But I was like, whatever, like, let's just get going. Let's just get this. Like all we have is time. All we have is time.
1: Well, you know, what's really interesting to me in general, and this kind of ties into both of our lives is like, it's really cool to see what happens when, you know, we're still working from home. Both of us uh, are, you know, Dan's still in school. Evan's still doing his market thing in the mornings. And it's like, we're still doing quote, the same things as before, but it's interesting that our stress levels have gone down because we really have nowhere to go and nowhere to be and how, you know, even uh-huh. when we're doing the same things as before that cause stress, when you reduce stress in other
0: areas, how much better you get along in general, I find. For sure. Because you're not in such a rush, right? You feel yeah. like, like the rush for me now is like hey, everybody needs to be, like, super silent in the house. The dogs can't be fighting, can't be parking. <laughs> Dan, you can't be banging things around. I got a podcast. Like, I got to <laughs> yeah. do this podcast thing for, like, give me an hour here. That is the biggest, like you know, I really, I'm pretty like, we need to have it perfect here. So, Uh but other than that, and like, this is something that like we, you and I really enjoy having. We really, really love the Wags of SCI community. And, you know, every woman who has been able to contribute so much to the community, we've learned so much from them, that this is like the highlight of our day. Uh We love hopping on here and connecting with everybody. So, I really, truly hope that this is something that we can keep running with um, in terms of, you know, having that schedule. Work from home, everybody should be able to have that ability to do that. And the, the lack of stress, not having stress to run around and be at all these appointments and do all these things. And it's just a really great way to reevaluate how we can as a society work together.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a really positive way of looking at it. And I think, you know, as stressed out as some people are, I think this will give people more tools to deal with that stress. And I think it's going to be a positive thing in the end, even though, you know, we are in a pandemic. It's still, it's all going to work out and everyone should feel comforted um, in that somewhat, I think.
0: Well, I hope so, because there are lots of people dealing with some scary things. But for all of us who do have the privilege, who do have, you know, we, we have the access to stay at home, stay safe at home, please, please stay at home, stay safe, stay yes. isolated And, you know, cheer each other on through virtual meetings and conferences and Zooms.
1: Yeah. And we also wanted to say, um, once again, a big, huge thank you to all of the WEGs out there and their partners who are on the front lines, who are Mm -hmm. doing their jobs and going to work in a scary situation. You know, we know a lot of wags personally that are having our nurses and they're having to deal with this and they're not protected and they're underinsured and they're not getting what they need. And we just want to send some hugs out to you guys and just let you know that we are thinking about you all the time and sending loving vibes your way. And we know that karma is going to get you back big time. Uh, agreed that's you know? right
0: karma sees everything yes
1: and everything all, all your good is going to be recognized if it hasn't already so just keep plugging away and doing your amazing work and we all
0: appreciate it so much 100 percent. so thanks so much for listening to the wags of sei podcast and we hope everybody is staying isolated and staying safe tune in next week thanks guys The advocacy and outreach group Wags of SCI is currently a volunteer-based
1: operation. We raise funds year-round to pay for date nights for our couples, essential medical supplies that our members may not be able to afford, mental health support for our Wags, including counseling, and our amazing meetups led by our volunteer ambassadors around the globe. If
0: you feel called to support our mission, please visit our website wagsofsci.com or donate directly to the Wags of SCI
1: GoFundMe page. We thank you for your support to help make this group possible and make a difference in the lives of SCI couples worldwide.